Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Low Budget Bitches. Today, we're going to talk about all the Bravo shows, and oh man, there was some drama in these episodes. But, you know, first off, how are you doing, Amon? I'm doing excellent on this amazing Sunday. I actually woke up earlier than I did yesterday, which is really great <laughs> news. Um, I have the second load of laundry going in. I washed my entire washroom, redid all my sheets, my duvet cover, um, vacuumed my room, mopped. I'm feeling very fresh and I am ready to go. Look at you. You're like a housewife in the making already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start off with some news. We got the Real Housewives of New York trailer. And, oh my God, I didn't think that we would have anything just because, you know, I heard rumors that the, sh- that the season was going to be boring. But from the trailer, it looks like they're getting up to their antics. Like, it's the same thing. And I love it. Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, I wasn't nervous about this particular season being shot in COVID because these ladies, I feel like, number one, whenever they go on vacation, always, like, everything is very isolated anyways. Like, it's usually just them. Like, they never have, like, a lot of people coming over except for, you know, guys once in a while. Um, And I feel like these New York ladies are always really great at just, like, creating drama amongst themselves without having any external situations. So I wasn't too nervous. And, yeah, this, this trailer didn't disappoint. I know, and we have a new addition, Ebony K. Williams, mm-hmm. and um, I really didn't expect that much from her, but even in the trailer, she gave us something. She calls out Ramona, and I'm just like, okay, let's see if this works out for her, because usually when you're calling out Ramona, you're just like going in circles, because Ramona, she just is what she is. Yeah, I think they did a great job with casting from, like, the trailer so far, what I've seen is, and the thing is, like, with these ladies, like, you have to find somebody who's not afraid to say whatever comes to their mind or their own opinion, because, like, these women are all very feisty, and they're very opinionated, so, yeah, you can't have somebody that's weak, and I think that Ebony is going to bring a fun little spice to the show. Yeah, definitely. There was, um, I'm so excited to see like the whole conversation that happened between Ramona and Ebony because oh, there's a yes. scene in the trailer where Ramona um, calls her um, staff um, the help, like, you know, her, the, the cleaning yep. lady, the chef in her house, she's referring to them as the help, which we know historically was a phrase used uh, for slaves uh, back in the day. And Ebony is like, no, no, girl, that is a triggering comment. You cannot say that. And so I'm excited to see what those discussions are about. But at the same time, like, I just, I don't want it to be like the situation we have in Dallas, where Tiffany, like, even though we're not watching the show or recapping it, um, from the things that I've heard and seen in the clips on Instagram and stuff, Tiffany is having to educate um, the cast a lot on race issues and stuff like that. And I feel like it sometimes takes away from, like, the person who is the person of color just getting to be themselves because it's, like, they have to, like, take on this duty of, like, being a teacher and, like, having to school everybody. But, like, I I feel like everyone should, like, be doing that themselves. Yeah, I mean, we saw that with, like, Garcelle. Like, she felt like the token Black character who, you know, had to talk about the Black issues and stuff like that. And it's, like, sometimes I do 
side eye the casting for Bravo, especially when they only put one person of color yeah. into all these white women. It's like add two yeah. or three. We we know that we're getting Burr Shan. I think that's her name. She's gonna oh, be yeah. a friend on friend. this show. Um, which I'm also excited to see her. She wasn't really in the trailer that much. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see. But something else that I was really excited to see in the trailer was the fights that are going to happen between, um, what's her name? Leah uh-huh. and Heather Thompson, who's also oh returning. Oh my a God. Friend. Yes. I Holla. hate Heather. <laughs> I hate her. I... And I don't even know why they brought her back on the show of all the people that they've had. Heather, she must be thirsty. <sighs> I feel like they probably brought her back because, like, I feel like there was, like, some people wanted her to come back to the show. And now that, like, she only stayed on for the one season that Bethany, Bethany's first season back. And I think she left after that um, because, like, they didn't get along. So um, I was excited to see her. But then in this trailer, like, now that, like, Leah's here, like, I like her much better than Heather, so I, I'm excited to see their fight and what happens. And apparently, like I think Heather stops filming with them after yeah. that fight. So again, very interested to see what the whole commotion is about. And I just love that um Leah's keeping her, you know, chaotic behavior up for these old hags, calling them, mm-hmm. You're a whore, you're a whore. <laughs> and their faces yeah. are just like, How dare you? <laughs> love that. All of that being said, though, I seeing like Sonia and Ramona get drunk on the trailer, I was kind of like, I don't know. I feel like this will be like, you know, the last season where I feel like I can endure it because I feel like it's getting a little repetitive. I feel like the last like 10 or more seasons have been where like Sonia is just getting drunk and we just see that constant storyline of just like her you know taking the wrong medication or taking too much alcohol and not being able to control herself and then every year at the reunion we see her be like yeah i know i got out of control but you know right now i'm sober so i'm kind of just like tired of that storyline so i hope that something changes in the near future i know i remember that one season where she did not drink because i don't know something either the production literally told her like you need to stop drinking or yeah she actually made that decision herself who knows but that season she was very lucid and she was making some points so i really wish sonia would be just like a little social drinker not a whole like messy blackout wasted drinker I agree with you. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the trailer. Yeah, I'm excited too. It releases in May. May. Um, Excited to always have some sort of content happening. And I'm hoping that Beverly Hills also premieres around that time because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's usually the timeline of it. Actually, no, last year, Real Houses of Beverly Hills was already airing. Mm, Like right now, I believe. So we're getting a little bit of a delay, which is unfortunate, but I'm excited to see that as well soon. But that'd be hard, though, like, comparing a Beverly Hills to a New York. I know. <laughs> but who knows? You know, this season we have, you know, some scammers on the cast. Oh, yeah. Getting exposed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move on to Atlanta. This week, the episode was real crazy in the last 20 minutes. I was like watching with my jaw like just open like what is going on here 
Yeah. So, I mean, in this episode, the biggest highlight to me was just overall, like, that party that Fallon threw. And it was interesting. How do you feel about Fallon so far? See, I really liked Fallon when she was first introduced to us, um, when Portia went to her house. I did think it was a little strange, like, her relationship with the husband and him just, like, watching them in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. I'm like, go inside, sir. But I felt like, other than her husband just watching them, I thought that Fallon had, could possibly have a storyline and could be a full-time housewife. I kind of want to see it. Um, But... Yeah, I don't think she's um I don't think she's getting along with the other ladies. She's not gelling. So that's why she wasn't really promoted the way Drew or even like Latoya is. I think I think the thing about Atlanta especially is that a lot of they don't there's a lot of people that are actually perfect as friends. And I do think that Fallon yeah. can fall into that category where like it's like you don't bring enough to be a full time member, but mm. you bring a lot as a friend. And I and I really appreciate how Atlanta like purposely keeps some people as friends. Mm. Um and let's let's kind of also just uh rewind to the beginning of the episode where uh Marlo all of a sudden has her new place. Uh her little Oh my boutique. god. Yeah. yeah. It, called um what is it called labaro no labaro <laughs> i think it's La called like, La archive or something like that oh La archive <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah and fallon's there and then kenya Randomly. comes as well and kenya and fallon like i don't again like maybe this is something that they're just like not editing in but like it seems like kenya and fallon and marlo have the a little friendship going as well all three of them together which I don't know if like they they purposely took out of the show to like you know exaggerate other storylines because maybe this one wasn't as important mm-hmm. or whether like this one is just small talk. But they they at the when they're at that boutique, um, I don't know. I, I felt I felt like Candy no not Candy sorry. I felt like Kenya and uh, Fallon had like a good like friendship going, but yeah, we don't, we don't know too much about that situation. And so speaking of that scene, like, what did you think of? Um, Marlo and Kenya all of a sudden being besties now. That was so weird. I'm just like, this is so fake. And I don't know how long this is going to last. Like, do they even talk to each other when they're not filming? Like, do they text? Do they call? I do wonder if this is just like a surface friendship where it's like, yeah, I'll come to support your events and things like that. I just, ooh. I think Marlo did mention it. I think, I don't know if it was like in this same episode or if it was in like the after show or whatnot, but I think she mentioned she was just like, oh yeah, like no, like Kenya has only like, we've only talked a bit here and there and she came to like my boutique and that's about it. So I'm not too sure like what what the extent of that relationship is, but it's definitely interesting to see. This would have never happened if Nini was still on the show. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like both Kenya and Marlo are being so fake in this friendship because it's like they were friends before, but then Marlo went back to Nini right quick once Nini was just like, I don't like Kenya. You can't be friends with her or whatever. She turned on her so quick. And I feel like Kenya, she wants Marlo because she needs somebody on her side because she really doesn't have anybody yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it's very interesting. And I, yeah, it's definitely when stuff like this happens, it's definitely kind of like 
showing us that you know a lot of these storylines are artificial and because it's like okay if you were fr- marlo if you were friends with nini for so long now the minute nini is gone you're just going to be friends with kenya like that just shows that like that friendship that they had is not really real because if you were a real friendship you would still like not like kenya but yeah clearly nini and marlo's friendship was just for the camera i don't know about nini and marlo i feel like they had a real friendship but in terms of like i think marlo thought she had a real friendship with nini i don't think nini felt necessarily the same way (laughs) marlo got played many times she did um i think she put in a lot of effort in that entrance and her like her own look but i wish she had put in that much effort into the food situation as well yeah i mean it is COVID, but I feel like she could have put out more food because I didn't see any food there. I just saw some drink. I didn't see any sort of spread, any sort of charcuterie board. Nothing there. I'm I'm kind of like in the middle about this party situation because like a part of me is just like, number one, we are in a pandemic. So, I mean, you can't really invite a lot of people to a party. You know, you have to like limit it. Um <laughs> And so that that's like, I was kind of like disappointed because I was like, this is not a party. This is just a dinner. Um, but then, yeah, but then I do agree with some of the other ladies. That it's just like you put in so much effort into like your entrance and your look. But then now we're just literally like sitting here. Like you're not really hosting us. There's not really like music on. There's not really anything happening. And so I do think that Fallon could have done a few other things to like make that party a little bit more exciting. Like maybe she could have organized like fun games on the side or maybe mm-hmm. she could have you know because she didn't hire any you know people to help her out maybe she could have like asked everybody as soon as they entered like what drinks do you want or maybe she could have made like a cocktail like i feel like there's things that she could have done to mitigate from the boringness but i think that she kind of like once she had done plan the party like she was just like okay my effort's done now yeah i'm surprised that you know after they came in they just like sat in her like kitchen and we're just talking. Yeah. I'm like, no games, nothing. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> Miss Latoya coming in hot, being like, bitch, you need to serve me. I'm not getting up myself. That How was rude. Like that? <laughs> um, that was classless. That was disgusting that's not a way that a proper guest carries himself at someone's house i get it i get when you go to someone's house and things are not up to par maybe the way that you want it to be or anything but that doesn't give you the right to disrespect somebody and start yelling because that just shows that you know what instead of the person not taking full responsibility of being a good host now you are being a unclassless um greedy annoying person and if you don't like the vibe then just get up and go home i know and during this little party once kenya gets here she has a little talk with miss latoya and this is because marlo when we were in her little closet vault thingy (laughs) whatever What is it? Is it? It's not even like it was it in a like I don't know if I'm like wrong, but like is it in like a hotel or is it in like a corporate building? Like I just couldn't tell what the location of the archive was. I couldn't even tell you either. I just know that she's renting out her clothes, which okay, sure. Um, 
Yeah, during this time, Marlo had told Kenya, like, Latoya is spilling your tea to the people that don't like you and you don't like them. And I wish Marlo would have actually said, like, yeah, even though Latoya was saying all of this, the girls were like, why are you telling us this? Like, this is not okay. Yeah. I wish you said that, but of course Marlo doesn't tell the whole story. Miss Kenya confronts Latoya, and I... <sighs> I just don't understand Latoya and her in general. I feel like she's just such a confusing person. Yeah, I felt that at the the first few episodes of the season, I did not like her. Then there was a part of me that was like, I was like, you know what? She's growing on me. I kind of, there's something about her that like, I enjoy how like, you know, especially like when they were, the trip was ending and she was also questioning Kenya. She was just like, why do you care about who fucked Bolo? That, those parts I was like, you know, I'm starting to like you. And then now I'm back to disliking her a lot. I also was just like, first of all, Latoya, you're not taking this conversation seriously. Like, come on. Number two, take full responsibility. If you know that you did something wrong, just wouldn't you rather just take full responsibility for it? Like right off the bat, just be like, you know what? I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. And I don't know. I kind of just felt that Kenya was just done with her. I kind of felt that even if, if that conversation would have gone great, I think that Kenya would have just been like, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. Same. Honestly, I wouldn't be friends with her either just because it's like, that is such personal, uh, you know, information that she's spreading. And she kept being like no kenya i'm on your team i was trying to defend you by saying you know you're having a hard time or whatever and i'm like you can say that without telling her like real deep personal business yeah i mean we also need to talk about kenya's costume because <laughs> that was a choice <laughs> okay when people like famous people who have like teams Oh, wear offensive stuff like this i'm like so you're telling me that nobody a part of your team the person who like maybe your assistant the person who got this outfit for you you know your hairstylist when they were getting yeah. ready your makeup artist when they were putting your makeup on before you came no you're telling me that nobody told you that this is an offensive item this is not something that you should be doing and it's sometimes now, yeah and now like now in this year like I'm just like, if you put this on, you know what you're doing. Like, there's no acting dumb. People, there's been so many cases where people have culture appropriated and, you know, they've been literally like burned. And it's like, now you're just doing this on purpose or to get a reaction because come on now, you know better. Yeah. And then she put out like an apology. And in her apology, she said like she didn't know. And then now that she's more educated. And I'm just like, are you, are you really telling me that you, a 50-year-old woman who has lived 50 years on this earth yeah. <laughs> did not know that this is inappropriate. We are not dressing up like Indians, Native Americans anymore. Like, that's not the tea. Like, what's wrong with you? I know. It's just so much disrespect to, like, Aboriginal and Indigenous folks. Um, it's, it's just so bad because it's also just, like, you know... <sighs> As a person of color, especially, like, you would think yeah, that, like, you would kind of know what it feels like to be culturally appropriated because many people have done it to you. And, yeah, you would just you would just think that you're smarter, but I think it was just a really dumb thing. I also think that the production team, they're also responsible. They should have really pulled aside Kenya before filming just... and been like, Kenya, we're not going to let you film like this. Exactly. Like, you need to go and put on another costume because we're not going to 
will blur you out or we're going to. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that it's a lot of people's faults, but especially Kenya, you should have known better. I know. And it wasn't even like she tried to dress up as Pocahontas and had like a leaf in her hair or feather in her hair. It was like a whole feather headdress like yeah, that which holds a lot of significance as, you know, indigenous people have said, like, you only wear this if you are like the highest level, the chief or whatever for special yeah. ceremonies too. And it's like, oh god she, I, just, I think in her confessional also like when she was explaining her outfit she was like it's a warrior princess and i was like oh my god if you're gonna if you're gonna wear it at least do like the proper research to find out what everything is you know in your confessional give like a land acknowledgement like do what you gotta do but again kenya is kenya and she's always gonna be dumb <laughs> i know the thing you said about the production thing is is getting to me because I'm just like, yeah, like the production really was just like, you're on your own. We're not going to help you with this. But also, yeah. we're just going to let this happen because that's the kind of production company we are. Like, <laughs> this whole thing really I gets know. me. Um, anyways, moving on from that. This party, it really wasn't a party. It was just a, a gathering of sorts and you know Latoya she's kind of just over it and I kind of agree with her I would be over it and be like yeah I'm gonna leave but um she has a little little talk with Portia um her, her talk with Portia was just the dumbest thing ever yeah, I was like what I feel like Latoya thinks that she has created a rift between Kenya and Portia but it's like Homegirl, um, I don't know if you've watched the show, but like, um, like six years ago, um, from from the time that they've been on the show together, they just have not got along, and they obviously have had a roller coaster of relationships. You know, they, they've been good with each other, but then they also hate each other at the same time. And it's like I feel like Latoya's acting like she did something to cause this, or that like all of a sudden like you know, for the sake of her, Kenya and Portia should just stop fighting. But it's like, no, girl, like, there's years of history and I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and Latoya was acting as if, like, she created this drama. But realistically, even in this season, there hasn't really been much drama between Kenya and Portia. They've mostly been cordial to each other and just been like, hey, um, they haven't had any, like, crazy blowout fights or anything. And it's like, Latoya you need to stop producing essentially she needs to stop producing stop thirsting for this peach because we can see it she's putting herself in the middle when she doesn't need to be you know it's like it's like portia's just like i like you we can be friends like i i don't give a shit and it's like and i feel that like latoya should be having the things that she had said to Portia she should have just said to Kenya instead because I think it's more of like a Kenya side sort of thing like Portia doesn't really give a shit she's just like I don't exactly. care but yeah she's perp- the twist just purposely putting herself into the middle and I feel like they're all kind of just like we don't really care to be best friends with you like I girl you're making it a bigger deal than it needs to be exactly and then um you know the other ladies are leaving and so you know Fallon comes out and you know yeah. they her and Latoya, they just start trading like barbs and it just kind of like escalates. And I feel like Latoya, yeah, Latoya just kept it going, even though she was supposed to be leaving and going home. She wanted to keep it going. And (sighs) 
watching Fallon run back into her house and try to grab like a golf club, I was like, what's she going to do with that? Is she going to beat the Well, I think I would have smashed her car, but if I was oh, uh, that's true. Fallon. But like, Fallon I, I don't get like what Latoya's hate is for all these right? people. Like, I just, she's just like, the minute she met Drew, she just automatically hated her. The minute now she met Fallon, she like automatically hated her. And it's like, girl, you're starting beef for no reason. Like this girl did nothing to you. And I love how like all the um, OG housewives, they were all just like, you don't come into how someone's house and yeah. disrespect them like that. Like that's not cool. And I I think that Latoya is kind of like cornering herself into. She's just cornering herself because like now nobody likes her. Yeah, she's uh doing too much with the hateration like i understand like i don't know once or twice but this is becoming a lot and it just looks as if you're bitter and you just i don't know it just really rubs me the wrong way i i have a feeling they're not going to bring her back next season um yeah i mean she could have maybe saved herself if she went to the reunion apparently she didn't go to the reunion no apparently she did she did oh she, she did it. she was yeah. she wasn't sick anymore yeah she all of a sudden wasn't sick anymore okay that's good to know so maybe she'll yeah. like save herself with a reunion performance but i really doubt it i don't think she's um smart enough for that yeah i agree <laughs> okay um yeah, so that was this episode for Atlanta. I mean, pretty crazy, considering all of this drama kind of escalated very quickly over nothing almost. So very typical Housewives. I love it. Can't yeah. wait to see more of it. I agree. All righty, let's take a break and we'll come back with New Jersey. Okay, so we're back with New Jersey. Top of the episode. I mean, this is a David Prince hate podcast. I hate him so much. I know you don't feel the same. You're just, you want to defend him and say that, you know, there's things that we're not seeing. But I think we're seeing everything we need to. This relationship and, you know, this party that Dolores is having because she's getting the award for you know, spreading awareness for getting uh, breast cancer tests and things like that and her throwing it at David's house and the fact that David, um, he looked like he was so disgusted to stay to greet her friends. I was like, fuck this man. He's so garbage. Yeah, I I think that I, I do agree with you. I think that David should have stayed for this entire thing. He should have you know, this is something that, like, other times I'm like, you know what, I, I get it. Like, he doesn't want to be filmed or he doesn't want to be a part of this. And, he, you know, he does seem, like, you know, very normal compared to everyone else in the sense that he's just like, I just want to be a doctor and I want to date you, but I don't want to have any part of this show. So anytime he's not come to other parties and situations, I've been like, whatever, it's okay. But I think this was one of those parties slash dinner slash whatever lunch it was that he should have stayed the entire time. He should have booked it off at work. He should have been like, you know what? This time I will be on camera because this means a lot to my girlfriend. And it did. And I think that it would have really 
changed the narrative on David had he had just like sat down with all these women and just got to know them for once and gone to like be there for Dolores. But instead, this douchebag came in on a motorcycle in his fucking leather jacket, came in for like literally five minutes, said hi to I think only like Jennifer and Melissa, and then yeah. like was just like deuces, bye. Yeah, and honestly, something about David, and he's just like, he's busy, he's got to work. And I'm like, is he the only OBGYN or whatever doctor to be able to deliver babies? Like, I understand he, like, specializes in, like, high-risk ones, but I mean, is he the only one? I'm sure there's others in New Jersey, but I digress. One other thing about Mr. David, the fact that he is mad at Dolores for, you know, getting the surgeries because, you know, there could have been complications or whatever. And she could have, you know, died. The fact that he says that, yet yeah, he gets on a motorcycle, make it make sense, bitch. Yeah, I, I do get the opinion that you have about, like, you know, the risk of death and um, the fact that she did something and he's also continuously doing something. I think in just, like, his mind, I think it it just more so just had to do with probably like, you know, she's perfect. She doesn't need anything and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, but, but I get, I get where you're coming from. Either way. I just fuck him. (laughs) Um, Something that I want to talk about from this dinner is, or lunch or whatever. Again, I'm confused whether it was a lunch or dinner. Uh, I, Again, we we all, you know, this has become a David Hate podcast, and we're we're okay with that. But Melissa was doing a little bit too much during this lunch. She was oh, really God. poking at Dolores a little bit too much, and I thought that that was really like, I like Melissa, but I thought that her points and her comments were very a little too invasive this time. Yeah, I mean, asking Dolores like, how many times a week do you guys have sex? It's like, girl, that's none of your business. Like. Does having sex, like, every single day equate to, like, a good, healthy relationship? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. I think it's as long as both of them are happy with, I don't know, the amount of times. Who cares? Like, whatever. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It just felt, like, very, like, it just didn't feel good. It was just, like, okay, I get it, guys. Like, we all, you all know that Dolores has these issues and all that kind of stuff, and you guys have already talked about it. But I feel like sometimes asking these sort of things are just like now you're just like doing this on purpose to sting her because it's just like home, Dolores is already going through like all this crazy shit herself, but now you're gonna add like salt to the wound and be like, oh, but like you don't even sleep here. Oh, but like he's never here. Oh, how many times are you actually here? Like, oh, why don't you do this and stuff? And it's just like you guys like relax. Yeah, and then her just being like, like, why don't you live here in the house with David? And Dolores was just like, oh, yeah, well, I've, you know, come to realize I like having my freedom and stuff like that. And Melissa was just like, well, if you had a ring on, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying that. And I'm just like, Melissa, like, come on. It goes back to the thing of you kind of just have to let this person do their own thing and know that. They're an adult. They can make choices themselves. If they're unhappy, they will leave if they want to. But if they don't, you have to accept that. Yeah, I 1000% agree. Um, the only last thing that happened at this lunch is just like, you know, they're all talking to Jackie before they go on um, their little trip okay. to the Jersey Shore. 
And uh, yeah, I kind of feel like this entire episode, which we'll talk about later as well, I think that they're like, I don't know if it's just Melissa or what, but it's kind of like a combination of babying and gaslighting. Yeah. That they're doing to Jackie, which I'm kind of just like, you guys, like, relax. And she has said it multiple times during this episode. She was just like, you guys, I'm fine. I don't, I'm not sad. I don't, I don't, I'm coming on this trip and I will do whatever I need to do, but that's it. Like, relax. Literally. And keep like saying like, oh no, but like Jackie's so fragile. She's going to start crying and she's fine. She's right? literally fine. Okay. Let's go. Let's get on to this because first thing that happened was in the car ride to this shore house, um jennifer drops the bomb with Teresa and dolores in the car being like oh yeah joe b told my husband at boys night or whatever that he heard the rumor and i could just see the gears moving in Teresa's head like yes ammunition and dolores's face was like oh fuck not this not at the shore house anyways this um this whole narrative that like is jackie gonna be okay like whatever whatever like jackie you need to be more mad. I don't know. I feel like they are gaslighting her to be more mad and to fight with Teresa because they don't want to fight with Teresa, but they still want to see Teresa, you know, go down or whatever. Yeah, that's the, that is the same issue that I'm having. I feel like no one is saying things directly to Teresa. I mean, at the end of the episode, which we'll obviously discuss, yeah. um, you know, things are said to Teresa directly, but I feel like for the past few episodes since this whole incident happened, no one's been like directly telling Teresa or they have. And she just like makes it, Teresa will make like a dumb comment being like, I don't give a fuck. And then they'll all just like shut up and be like, okay, well, Teresa's going to be Teresa and just like move on with their lives. And, and yeah, like they just like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a whole, like they're everyone around them is just doing the wrong thing. Yeah, and Teresa giving everybody a dildo and then giving it to um, Jackie and be like, you can shove it up your ass. Maybe, I don't know if it'll fit though. Uh, because, you know, Jackie made that comment about shoving the olive branch up Teresa's ass or whatever. And I felt like Jackie, uh, her reaction, whatever. She was just like, oh, that wasn't necessary. But I feel like everybody else's reaction was trying to gaslight jackie into having more of a reaction because they were like oh my god Teresa, that's not right da, 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 da. you can't say that that's not an olive branch and i think jackie's just kind of like over it and you know i don't really blame her for not wanting to engage with Teresa because i feel yeah. like that's really tiring just going in circles with this woman yeah, um, you can definitely yeah. tell that in this episode, like, before, like, you know, the dinner happens and everything, like, you could tell that with Jackie, like, she's just kind of like, I'm over it. Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to give this rumor more light anymore. I'm done fighting. If her and I can just coexist in a place, then that's what's going to happen. But everyone just keeps making it worse and worse and worse. Literally, she's finally taking, like, good advice by, you know, not talking about a rumor and letting it die but these other women are not letting it happen and you know at the dinner where you know everybody's sitting around and um who was it Teresa she brings up the rumor saying like oh yeah Joe B said that he heard the rumor and Margaret goes off and she's like what the fuck Joe did you hear that and then you know Miss Jennifer is just like yeah he said that to Bill and she, Margaret kind of like she becomes unhinged 
And okay, so that that is okay. So that that's a lot to unpack. Let, let's yeah. kind of dissect it a little bit. So first of all, I don't understand why Th- Teresa is so excited by finding out that Joe Bignigno also had the same heard the same rumor because I'm just like, okay, hearing a rumor is one thing and that's it. Like that doesn't really like give you more ammunition. That doesn't make your thoughts more valid or anything. If Joe had said that he had actually like, you know, heard some proof or heard something about it or seen something about it, then I feel like I would have given Teresa more ammunition, but it's like, okay, Joe just also heard it and he could have just heard it from you, Teresa. Like maybe that's what he was just saying or something along those lines. But Teresa getting so excited over it. I'm just like, okay, so you, so your entire like plot was to bring down Jackie, like, because that's what you're proving right now. You're proving that like you getting excited over someone else hearing the same rumor is like, oh my God, like, yes, like I can bring her down even more. Like I have even more proof now, but it's like, no, no, you don't, Teresa. It's just, it's again, just another piece of hearsay. And then Bill, I'm just like, Bill, do you want to be invited to guys like <laughs> ever again? Because you I can know. fuck yourself over. Like, I love so much how Frank Sr., the entire time, even in the car Same. ride to the door, he was just like, I'm not saying anything. This is this is the last thing I will ever say if I have to say something because, like, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting involved. And that's that was a part of boys' night, and I'm going to be loyal, and whatever happened there stays there, and we're not going to bring it up. So I'm like, Bill, you really fucked up. I know. I was like, Bill, why the fuck would you tell Jennifer? Like, she has a big mouth. I know she's your wife and all, but you know what? There's some things you should just keep at boys' night, even yeah. if it was filmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Teresa, you could just see how excited she was, and her whole purpose was to just humiliate Jackie and mm-hmm. break up her marriage essentially because she's yeah. always just like you know where there's smoke there's fire so the fact that you know apparently joe b heard this is just like oh my god yes this is true and it's like like in her mind she thinks now you know more people have heard it so it's true and it's like Teresa, why do you want this to be true yeah i <laughs> i don't know why like i feel like it's like some sort of like because she doesn't like jackie like again i'm not a psychologist i don't know Um, what's actually happening in her brain but it seems like because she hates jackie she wants jackie to kind of go through the same sort of like stuff that she went through yeah uh, in earlier seasons about like you know joe cheating and then you know know, d getting involved and like all the messiness and it's just like Teresa, you've gone through this before and you know how painful it is so and in your case i mean it was very true and there was a lot of evidence but it's like why do you want someone else to go through this like it's just it's sad because she's a vindictive bitch like this is very plain and obvious now to see that Teresa is not a nice person she's vindictive as fuck just because last season you know jackie was the one to call her out when she said hypocritical shit so yeah i don't know uh, man i don't know i mean margaret she's becoming real unhinged at this point um really you think she's unhinged kind of the the way that she like just turned around and was just like joe did you fucking say that did you say that and it was like margaret like why i don't know i think she just want i feel like she just really wants to be a good friend to jackie and that's why she's fiercely defending her but at the same time it's like jackie's a big girl she's not like 12 years old she can defend herself and she is sort of defending herself by, you know, not talking about it and be like, I'm fine. Like, y'all don't need to talk about it. We don't need to rehash this. 
I'm good. I don't know. I kind of felt different. I kind of was happy at Margaret, you know, really standing up for Jackie mm-hmm. just because I felt that over the, like, so far this season, I feel like we're, like, it feels like we're on episode 20, but we're only in episode six. I know. Um, but, like, I, I felt that, like, you know, she she's def- definitely defended Jackie a lot, you know, in, in conversations with Teresa. But I feel like she was never, like, I feel like nobody so far, even Melissa, like, nobody has, like, really been, like, Teresa, like, you're fucked up. Like, you need to shut the fuck up about this because, like, you're really, like, doing the absolute most now. And I was glad that when this all happened, like, it really triggered Marge to, like, really, like, tell Teresa, like, fuck off. Like, I don't trust you. Like, you know, like, you did this to me. And I love how, like, they went around in the yeah, circle. That was what I was going to say. Like, you called me a stripper. And they flashed back to, like, 2012. And I was like, oh, my God, we're still okay. Oh, Melissa, my shut up. God. But the whole thing about Marge, like, and the hair pulling, I was glad that that was Same. brought up as well. I was just like, I feel like that also wasn't given as much light back yeah. with last week. I feel like it was a lot of blame was placed on Danielle, but none of it, like the the blame for Teresa was kind of just in that one episode. And then it kind of just dissolved and fizzled out and no one really like held her accountable for that. But I'm glad that she's still being held accountable for it. Yeah. And I just don't understand how Marge could possibly forgive Teresa only because it's like, what has Teresa done for Marge? Nothing. I don't. I don't understand. Even last season, when uh, Marge and Teresa were fighting or something like that, like because you know Danielle and Teresa were friends and stuff like that. Like I was just like, but Teresa, like, what have you ever done for her? Because Dolores is not Dolores. Sorry, um, Marge has always been like a really great friend to you yeah, and through a lot that for you. whole like, I don't know, like little funeral thing wake for her mom when she. When she basically kind of didn't even know Teresa. She still did that for her because it was just recent and she wanted to be a nice person. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I don't know why Teresa thinks that like everybody needs to like bow down to her or like just because Teresa exists, like, you know, she's done them all a favor. And it's, it's, oh my God. I'm glad that it's finally getting to the point where everyone's just like, yeah, like, no, shut up. I mean, truly, the fame has gotten to her head. I mean, the fact that, you know, Bravo has given her the platform. And even when she did go to prison, New Jersey, they stopped filming and waited for her to come back so she could be on the show. It's like, I mean, I'm not surprised her ego is this inflated. Can we also quickly, before um, we go into like more of the fight with Marge versus Teresa and all of that, there was a little bit of a fight that sparked between Joe, uh, Gorga, Melissa Gorga, and Teresa about talking about Joe Judice and how the divorce <gasps> yes. settled, and he is not asking for any money, um, and Teresa gets the entire house, and so Teresa's just like, Joe told you so. Now you can't say anything bad about him. I'm just like Teresa. What is wrong with you? Like, right? you, you remember that this is the man that you know essentially killed your parents because you know yeah. all that stress and anxiety, and then you went to jail and missed a good chunk of your you know life, and now your daughters can't see their father. So why are you still defending this man? I truly don't understand it this must be some sort of weird like juju that they put in like the italian wine or something because like damn this loyalty is fierce and i i truly don't understand um the fact that Teresa is more 
willing to defend Joe Judice just because he is the father of her children rather than her brother when you know her ex-husband is actually actually saying like sideways out of pocket shit about her brother it's like yeah. come on yeah it's a it's a little crazy it's like girl i can't with you right now yeah and i mean this fight it kind of gets crazy after the whole you know did i do something wrong to you did i do something wrong to you and you know Teresa, in her typical fashion she's just like okay whatever fuck all of you and then she like runs away and i'm just like seriously Teresa, she just uh she really doesn't have any anything to stand on at this point because she knows she probably knows she's wrong yeah I feel like she, like, starts fights and then, like, realizes, like, midway that she's wrong, but then she has too much of an ego to go back and um, say that she's wrong. So she continues it and is really delusional about fights. Exactly. And she, I guess I will commend her for sticking with her guns and her arguments because she really does a lot of the time, even if she says, like, stupid stuff that basically, like contradicts her argument <laughs> it's like okay i i see your tenacity um yeah and then just after that fight just everything just spirals out and that's when the whole joe benigno thing comes out and then jennifer's yelling at um marge and it's just it is wild it is and jackie's kind of just oh my god <laughs> We forgot when, like, um, Jackie and Teresa, they're trading words. And, you know, Teresa's just like, I only like to hang out with confident people. And Jackie's like, did you get that confidence in jail? <laughs> oh, my God. I, a part I of me was died. like, I had, I had bittersweet emotions when Jackie said that. Because I was like, number one, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, you're you're literally, like... You just said two minutes ago that you, you're over it, you're you're I done, know. and you're gonna say that. But then a part of me also was just like, yes, I cannot yes. believe you said that, and I'm so happy you said that. Honestly, I felt the same way. I was just like, oh shit, she kind of like, she's kind of getting herself back into this whole fight. But at the same time, I was just like, you know what? Yes, I like this for my house eyes. I need them to be down and dirty. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's like, Teresa, what were you expecting? You can't just expect to, like, yell at somebody and just, like, have them stay put and just, like, deal with it. Like, obviously, like, you know, some people are going to get triggered at a, at some certain point, right? And they're going to be like, you know, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, honestly, I think for the housewives, you know, there's that Michelle Obama quote where it's just like, when they go low, we go higher. I don't, I do not want my housewives to do that. I want them to go lower, Oh, yeah, 1,000%. This is reality television. What are you going to do? Exactly. Be rational? No. Exactly. I don't like it when my housewives go higher and take the high road and be like, I'm above it. It's like, no, 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 no. I need you to engage. I need you to play dirty as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> craziness. So, Joe Benigno is also denying these rumors when they're brought up. And what do you think of that? I mean, I'm not surprised that he would say, like, nope. I didn't say anything. I didn't hear anything, especially with Marge just in her face being like, did you say that? Did you fucking say that? Joe, what are you talking about? You know, um, he's just trying to cover his ass at the moment. So 
it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad for him because I'm just like a part of like, obviously, like, it's a very heated situation. And obviously, like you want to deny in that situation. But uh, I'm also just like, back, like, this is on camera. So like, I, I mean, his conversation was on camera. But again, it could have just be, been that like, I feel like he didn't divulge too many details when he mentioned it at boys night. So I feel like he could maybe easily get away with just saying like, I heard it when all the ladies were talking about it. Like I heard it at the birthday party, which is why, like I said that. Exactly. This was wild, man. This dinner was wild. I, I was, I was very happy that this was in a private area. Cause I was like, had this been in a oh, yeah. would have been a fucking shit show, but this was like really good. This was great. And you know, they had a little two, uh, the to be continued sign and i was like this is great okay i love this because i'm pretty sure this is also the episode from the trailer where joe gorga he's like slamming the table and being like teresa like how can you do this or something i also think i remember from the trailer where like i think joe benigno and marge are gonna fight a little bit more oh okay Uh, i think that i think that joe is maybe gonna go up to i have a prediction that joe is gonna go up to marge like during this dinner when like everyone goes on their own and say like i kind of did say that and i think that she's gonna be like really furious but i don't know man i think Teresa is just fucking crazy i this all of this is string from Teresa and the one part of me is just like this is like she is really like even though like she's dumb and i hate her voice and i can't stand her she really is you know directing this entire thing she really is the main person and she's she's an icon and she is the legend and <laughs> yes you know, I was gonna say know, that. It, it's kind of like that it's it's like i hate her but like i love her i know she is the moment as much as we don't want her to be but yeah. I, this was a great episode. Loving Jersey. They're really bringing it during COVID. Yeah. Do you think Jackie's going to come back next season? Or do you think she's going to be invited to come back? Huh. I don't know. Because only judging from this point, I feel like she wouldn't come back because Teresa would threaten and beg borrow and steal and make it so that jackie cannot come back or that you know jackie just has like the worst time during filming and she like quits i mean a part of me thinks that she might not come back because i think that like when you disrespect somebody like so much on camera i think it's like for me if i was in jackie's situation i would be like i don't want my kids one day seeing all this and thinking that like just like seeing their mother being like or parents being degraded so much and being said like being told such vile things like when Teresa said like you know take the dildo and shove it up your ass like those kinds of things I'm just like I don't know if I'd want my family to like see that kind of like stuff being put on me or, or like I don't know if I have the mental energy to continue with that possibility of even more stuff being said to me but then at this point also it's like Teresa has said all this stuff already and it's already on TV so might as well stay on the show and try to protect your ass and go after her as well and you know I don't know who knows what's gonna happen yeah I mean right now the cast is pretty good and so I don't think they need any additions per se, but I'm curious who would be, you know, willing to come back. 
Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Summer House. Alrighty, we're back with Summer House. Um, this was also a drama-filled episode. Yeah. Oh God. A lot to discuss here. A lot. These people are crazy. That, that that's just my first thoughts. Yeah, they're crazy. Um, they're also like, like the house is made up of somebody that's forty years old, and then going from 40 all the way down to like i don't know like 24 25 i have no idea and they all act as if they're like 16 years old in a co-ed sorority slash frat <laughs> yeah it, it's it's crazy but um the episode starts off with like the boys night and the girls night and we're still continuing this stupid conversation about like this stupid psychic yeah uh, who is apparently saying that Lindsay fucked Luke. And it's like, these girls are like, they're like 12 years old. They're just like, oh my god. We need to find out if it's true. But but in their heads, they already think it's true. So I'm just like, okay, sure. And I don't know, the fact that they just go up to Luke and was just like, so, how do you feel about Lindsay? Like, you like her or something? That was a little crazy. I was kind of just like, you guys are really like, reaching for a storyline there clearly is nothing else to talk about right now and you guys are just like really going after this yeah and then um you know they go on they're like did you have sex with her or whatever and i could just see in his mind him being like when the fuck would i have had time to have sex with her like she's had a boyfriend for like i don't know how long like when would this have have happened yeah, and these girls—they're just like all giggly. They're just like, "Oh, you're not denying it," and I'm just like, "Are you stupid? Like, what is wrong with you?" I know, and the sad part is, like, I was really starting to like Amanda and Paige this season right? so far, and now, like, this just like changed my perspective again. I was just like, "They're so annoying." It's like, "Fuck off!" And even just like when the girls were putting on their face masks and they were talking about like, if you could get with any guy here, like, God. who would it be? And I was just like, first of all, that is like a you're like reaching you're like asking for like this sort of discussion and you're really like putting it in Lindsay's face and then they try to like so a part of me like in that scene was just like they're like trying to like obviously put Lindsay into a corner but then uh-huh. also like Lindsay is like eating the bait you know like she's just like girl, like you don't need to get so triggered like if you're if you're friends with Luke like then be confident in that you don't need to like get so triggered and allow these girls to like take advantage of you in that sort of manner literally when they asked that i was like oh my god uh, they're so annoying and even when Lindsay said like yeah maybe i would you know have sex with luke they were just like oh my god yes this is validation this is this makes the rumor true and i'm just like holy shit you guys are crazy um so i was like oh great Lindsay just walked right into that fucking trap and yeah. the fact that they kind of almost like gaslit her being like, why the fuck would you choose Luke? Like, and I'm like, you guys gave her a hypothetical situation where if they were the only people left, who would you have sex with? Like, this is not, it's not real. Like you guys are really fucked up. And I mean, I wish Lindsay would have been like, y'all just asked me a crazy ass situation, something that would never happen. And I just answered, this is a game. Like, this is not serious. I wish she said that instead of, like, trying to defend Luke, which, 
I mean, Luke is, Luke is a pretty hard person to defend just because he's pretty garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was rough. But this whole game was so dumb, and it just made me hate Hannah even more than I could. I mean, these people know that Lindsay is just unhinged with her emotions. So, like, putting her through that, like, they just knew what they were getting into. And, yeah, sometimes I wish Lindsay was a little bit more, like, calm and would just be like, okay, well, this is a rumor that didn't happen. So, I'm just going to obviously, like, not believe it or choose to comment on it. I mean, it is a TV show, though. So, like, I guess they do have to, like, create, like, the theatrics for it. But, yeah, it, it was wild. It was so unnecessary, this entire thing. I know. And then, you know, eventually it gets back to Lindsay that like, oh yeah, there's like the whole psychic saying that you fucked Luke. And she kind of like freaks out on all of them, which understandable. But the fact that those girls are kind of just like, why are you so defensive if it didn't happen? And I'm like, do you even know who Lindsay is? Like, she's crazy. It's like, if you make up a rumor about her, basically insinuating that she cheated, like she's obviously going to be very defensive about it and i don't really blame Lindsay for freaking out on them i would have fucking i would have fucked those bitches up yeah i agree with you <laughs> the next day then she tells danielle about this and danielle's just like what the fuck and i was just like oh my god i totally forgot that danielle wasn't there that night <laughs> she was already asleep danielle was like forced to be on this season they're probably just like okay danielle well if you want to stay on summer house it's either you come and live here fully or you come and that's a wrap for you on this show and she's probably just like okay well then i I will come but i will still not be there as much as i need to and that's what she's doing homegirl's just like i'm tired peace i'm going to my room to talk to an actual boy um (laughs) you know and and living my actual real life and not dealing with you like stupid people (laughs) I know. Uh, What else? Then they had this whole, like, room party where everybody is, like, a state and they, like, throw a themed party in each of the rooms, which I thought was kind of, like, a fun thing for them to do. I I was just like, oh, I wish I could do that if I had a mansion. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a really smart idea of them to do it. I thought that it was a fun way to, like, you know, make it fun and exciting. I really appreciated it. Well, at first when I saw all those Amazon boxes, I was like, oh my right? god. I was like, what the fuck did they buy? But then, like, you know, when I did right. see, like, everything else, I was just like, okay, this, I guess this, this kind of made for sense. for a party, you know, yeah. I thought, it was just, I thought it was just a regular day. And I'm like, why do each of them need so many things from Amazon? But anyways, yeah, party decorations. Who, yeah, who would, whose party, whose room would you want to go to most? Probably the the New York one, as much as I hate to admit it. Um, I I pre- their, their situation was this, but 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 I haven't. I noticed an observation, and I feel like my observation is correct. In the New York room, the party. So it was Paige and um, uh, Paige and uh, Hannah's room. Uh-huh. Um, there's a there's a moment where there's a VIP room, which is I think their walk-in closet or something like that, or their washroom uh-huh. and Lindsay and i think someone else goes into that room i think that they were smoking they, they were doing crack or coke in that in that room i think that that was the coke room that oh they were my doing god you're in coke in the washroom <laughs> as lisa <laughs> i would say i think that that's what ha- was happening 
Holy shit. I mean, I'm not surprised that somebody like Lisa, Lisa that Lindsay um, would be doing crack. I feel like par for the course for her. Well, well Lindsay's known to do coke. Like, I feel like other people, like, like in real life, like, have said, like, oh, yeah, like, these people do coke all the time. And, you know, like, coke is a very regular thing yeah. in the world or, you know, especially with people who have a little bit of money. And I, I do truly think that, like, when they went into that room, like, there was definitely some coke involved because some people were, like, unhinged, you could tell, like, by the end of the night. Yeah. And alcohol doesn't do that much craziness to you, okay? Yeah. There's definitely coke in the air. That's that's wild. I would have liked the Hamptons um, room just because Danielle had that ginormous bottle of rosé. Um, I was going to talk about um, the the conversation between Sierra and Luke. Um, uh, I think it was right before like they started going into the clubs or like after or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, that was an interesting conversation because Luke did not get the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke, so basically, what happened was that yeah. was uh, Luke and Sierra. Well, Luke wanted to chat with Sierra, and he's just like, "Hey, like you've kind of been ignoring me and all that kind of stuff." And she's just like, "Well," she basically said, "Like you know, you're making it seem like all you want to do with me is have sex. You know, that's the only time you want to talk to me. That seems like the only reason why you want to talk to me. You text me late at night to watch movies, which we all know what it leads to or what you want out of it." You know, it's it's very obvious that, you know, you want a booty call. And that's if I just want to be friends with you. And I don't want to have that sort of situation with you. And he just, like, does not see the point. He's just like, what? I don't get it. I text my my nieces at an after 9 p.m. So <laughs> why, does, why, does, why is that such a big deal? And everyone's just like, are you dumb? Like, that's different. She doesn't want to talk to you. She's not, she's a, it doesn't have to do with particularly with the time, but it has to do with what you want. And yeah. the, because Sierra is who Sierra is, like, I don't care if you talk to your mom after 9 p.m. That's not my point. Yeah, Luke is so stupid in his infinite wisdom, thinking like, oh, I just want to watch a movie. I just want to hang out with you. No, bitch. We all know. We see right through you. You just want to have sex. You want... To have a fuck buddy in this house. He's so gross. I know. I felt that that conversation did him even, like, worse. Like, it's like he wanted to, like, potentially, like, you know, get more clarity. But he just, like, became even worse than he is. And, like, his true colors are, like, very much showing. And I'm very happy that Sierra is standing her ground. And she's just like, no, I'm not dealing with this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not. Like, just because you're some, like, white pretty boy. Like, I'm not. And we used to, like, do stuff. I'm not dealing with it now because I've seen a different side of you and you're a douchebag. Exactly. Carl is now pursuing Sierra, which kind of, like, leads to the fight. And so, you know, he wants to be with her. And I think that Carl is just, like, noticing that, like, you know, um, Luke, both Carl and um, Kyle are noticing that, like, you know, Luke is just not being respective being respectful to Sierra and so they kind of like have an issue with that and mm. so that kind of starts a little bit of a fight oh, because yes. they go up to Luke and they're just like you know you're not like you need to respect people more in this house and I'm really happy that Carl and Kyle like, are standing up for Sierra yeah because I mean it <laughs> it took them a while to come to this point because they're like 40 at this point but um 
I'm glad that they realized that, you know, even in their behavior in the past, they were also really disrespectful in the way that they treated women. And, you know, they recognize that, like, that's not okay. And they want to call out Luke before, or they want to call him out in so that he can realize this quicker than they did, I guess. I do have some issues with this whole fight because a part of me does think that, like, you know, stay out of this business like you know like carl and kyle like you don't really like have anything to do with this and also like i feel like they kind of like just saying themselves like yeah we've been in this boat as well and we haven't liked it and i'm just like okay well you know you exactly like you've been in this boat as well and you know you were disrespectful and i am i'm very happy that you know you have realized this for yourself and made changes in your life but i feel like you know, you shouldn't get mad at Luke for doing the same thing that you guys did. Rather, like, you know, talk to him nicely and, like, sit down and, like, you know, you know, maybe ask him rather than, like, being drunk and having this conversation. Um, but at the same time, I was still happy that they were bringing this up. Very true. Very valid. But, I mean, I don't think we can expect that much from these people. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> too much. To that's too much for them to handle too much for them to comprehend to think about you know they're not that forward thinking um mm. so yeah that that conversation really uh triggers mr cook mr kyle because he kind of just goes off on luke and i mean he had some points but also like kyle stay in your lane yeah i think i think kyle also like was doing the absolute most like when he got like super angry near the yeah. end of that fight i was just like kyle okay like now you should tone it down like now it's like there's no need to get aggressive like this can easily be a rational conversation that you guys can have there's no point in getting mad and angry and stuff like this is not even your situation i know and the fact that kyle was just like you don't talk to females respectfully. And I'm like, when men use the word females, it kind of like is triggering because it's like implicitly they're just, I don't know. It, it It's something that happens with women when we hear men say females instead of just like women. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's problematic though. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Somebody I feel like on the internet can more eloquently and who is more educated can definitely explain this phenomenon. Yeah, I definitely also think that like Kyle hasn't always been respectful to women. So for him to say it to somebody else is kind of rich. <laughs> I know. That's um, funny. Which, yeah, I think that he was just being a little too aggressive. I think just overall, Kyle and Carl just don't mesh well with Luke. And I yeah. think that they've tried over the years, but they just haven't. And of course, like, I, I think maybe just it was harder to get like a new male in this cast or whatever mm -hmm. to like kind of like, you know, make it kind of different. But yeah, it just it wasn't it's we, we knew that there was going to be a fight eventually. Yeah. And so, you know, Luke kind of leaves the house and then he's like arguing with the producer and he's just like, no. And he's just like hyping himself up <laughs> to fight. And yeah, that was a little strange to me because, like, he, he left the house and he seemed really calm for, like, a solid, like, two, three minutes. And then I'm – what I'm assuming happened is that the producers probably, like, started, like, you know, riling him up a little bit more to be yeah. like, oh, so, like, you're just going to leave the house like that. You're not going to say anything to a man that was saying this to you. Like, why don't you go back inside and, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, prove – 
them wrong or, you know, like say what you need to say or stand up for yourself. And then okay, all yeah, of a sudden, like, no, no. But when he was running back to the house, the producer's just like, no, 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 no. You said all, all that you said, like he's, he's wrong or whatever. Like the producer was trying to get him not to go back into the house. I don't know. These producers are, are sketchy, you know, who knows what happened, but it was whatever happened in those few minutes, it was wild because he really was all of a sudden went from zero to 100 and he was like, I will kill a bitch right now. I know. And Carl was just like, what'd you say? What'd you say? And all of them are just piling outside and, you know, to be continued once again. I love that. Yeah. He just needs to, um, He's just, I'm really still surprised that he was even brought back for this season. I mean, I, I think he was brought back only because of there was all this underlying drama that he was involved in. So I feel like the best thing to do was to just bring him back so that they could like discuss it on the season and have some storylines. But I'm kind of just like, I think his time is done on the show now. Now we've really wrapped up everything. And I feel like there's not really, like he's kind of like enemies with everybody in the house besides Lindsay. I think, yeah, he was only brought back because Hannah wanted to have this fake storyline with him. Uh, Probably the producers were just like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, One thing I will say is... I kind of wish there was more of an even number of men and women in this house. Um, I also think that uh, Kyle and Amanda, since they are engaged or whatever, they shouldn't be in the house. I only need single people in this house. Yeah, I definitely think that next season, I mean, we already know that there's a new season coming out soon, a winter house. um, With like the cast of um, Southern Charm being mixed into it. And I think Kyle and Amanda are coming back Yeah, uh, for that as well, which I'm just like, I think that their time is over on this show. Like I, I I really do think that they need to incorporate some new characters into the show for next season. Yeah. I'm like turning on like almost everybody in this house. I'm like, get me some new people. I will say though, again, I'm loving Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. She, and I love her because she's the most rational person. So, I mean, it doesn't really like, work best for the show itself but I, I just love her she's just trying to live her best life and work her job and just you know try to evolve while hanging out with these crazy people i guess i don't know i don't really need her on the show let's take a break and we'll wrap up with below deck sailing yacht okay we're back with below deck sailing yacht and we find out, you know, the guests from the previous episode, they tested negative for COVID, which, uh-huh. you know, great, but they cannot come back to the boat and finish their vacation. So yeah. it is what it is. And uh, the crew, they they just have a little, little party and drinks that night. Yes. Yes, they do. And things get really awkward. So there is this... This love triangle between Sydney, Ali, yeah. and the Australian man who Gary. was in the thumb. Gary, okay. Gary, it's just getting a little like out of control now, but I know. I'm just like, this entire episode, I was cringing so hard at Sydney. I'm just like, girl, what are you Same. doing? Come what on. The fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you so invested in this man because you had sex with him once? once like geez louise 
I know. And then, like, you know, Ali and Gary are, like, full-on flirting in front of everybody. And Sydney is just, like, so sad and just sitting there and watching. And I'm just like, girl, what did you expect? I know. I don't know just, what, what else to say about these these three. I don't know either. Just the, the entire episode was just hard to watch for, like, when looking at Sydney, because like even I think after like they all went to bed, like she came into like Gary's bed. Oh really my god, awkwardly. yeah. Like, oh my god. I yeah. Okay, let's like talk about these guests because these guests are crazy. Oh my god. These were the worst guests I've ever witnessed on Below Deck History. And we've seen some pretty bad guests in previous seasons. I know. People who have watched the show, they know. But, like, if you haven't, please watch just for this family because it's crazy. So, apparently, these two men, they were husbands. And, you know, they they were famous in Britain because they were the first gay couple to use surrogacy to have kids. And so they have, like, I think five kids between them. Yeah. They have five kids between them. But then they got divorced. And they each respectively got new partners, but they all still live together in the same household. So I'm like, okay, sure, you know, do what you can for the kids. But the piece de resistance, we find out because the crew look these people up. And so yeah. the primary, the main guy, I guess, who's essentially paying for everything, he's one half of the husband. His new boyfriend is his daughter's ex-boyfriend poor saffron that's all i can say (laughs) the daughter's name is saffron and i oh my god i felt so bad for her when i found this out i was just like and like the the fact that the they have the 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 father has the audacity to come on bring them all on vacation like it's like okay like dating your daughter's boyfriend is one thing but then forcing your entire family to go on a vacation together and then i think he's gonna propose during this trip as well is another thing and, you know, the fact that he got with his daughter's ex-boyfriend is also why he got divorced from his original husband. Um, I, I really don't understand wild. how that they can all still look at each other and be one happy family. I mean, I don't know if they're actually happy, but he they makes don't look, look happy. Like they're okay, yeah. first of all, also, like, what the fuck were they wearing when they came onto the boat? Like, oh my god, hat, like tacky suits with like their hair just all like hairsprayed in the same way. It was just so tacky. I was like, oh my god, like, this you know. is wild. You know, those freaking, especially the boys, they just wanted to be in a fucking t shirt and cargo shorts, probably. And the, the main dad, the primary, was just like, no, 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 no. We have to dress the part. We need to look put together because he seems really anal like that. I feel like that's when you can tell that's the difference between like someone who's new money and someone who's just like, just always been rich and just doesn't care about it is the way that people come onto the boat. Like if you've oh, yeah. dressed up for your first time on for your first day on the boat and for your entrance, then yeah, you're definitely new money and um, you're trying to put up a big show and yeah. it's just embarrassing because we can tell. And the fact that they dressed in like these whole like dinner jackets and they're in Croatia and it's the summer, it's fucking July or something. Probably it is fucking hot. Why would you do that to them? Like, put them in a linen shirt. 
Also, before they came on this boat, like um, during the preference sheet meeting, um, they were they were talking about they were just like it's nine people, and oh this sailboat does not have enough boats for yeah. nine people. So I, a part of me was just like, wait, I don't understand. Then did they not like did the booking company or whoever did this for yeah. them not like tell them in advance? Like, yeah, by the way, there's like a limit of people that can be on this sailboat. Like, you can only Literally. have. Uh, like this many guests because we don't have enough room because they they were pretty surprised when they were just like oh yes and the two husbands like the two couples had to like sleep together i was like that's weird but i guess yeah. not in the world yeah there's only three rooms and there's nine people and like some of them had to sleep out sleep on like a pullout couch i was like this is not the luxury this is not i know right no <laughs> So yeah, I really didn't understand that because um what's it called? Because uh I saw the booking sheet or whatever for below deck, like the sheet that potential guests get to fill out. Yeah. And you know, it says there like if you're going for a specific amount of days or whatever, like this is how many people can come. They're like this boat can only accommodate like 7 to 8 people. So I'm just like yeah, like what happened with the booking agent? <laughs> we should we should one day as an activity make our own preference sheet as if we're <gasps> about to be guests. Oh my god, yes, we should. We'll definitely do that. Yes. Um wow, these guests I mean I don't think that they were super demanding per se. I think it was uh what? In terms of, like, the drinks and stuff, stuff like that, just, like, regular service, I'm, like, I feel like they were just as demanding as, like, they, other they were. Guests. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the difference over here is, number one, like, it's, like, way too many people compared to, like, how many guests they usually have. So yeah. that itself will overwhelm the staff. Um, but then, like, they were, like, it, it seemed like they were just, like... And you could tell this with people who have new money coming onto these boats. It's like the minute they get something, like they just eat it up so quick and then are just like, next, next, next. Like, mm. like one, of the, one of the boyfriends of one of the husbands, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Friend, like, he was like eating that like thing. Like he was like eating the food. Like it was like his first meal in like five days. And I was like, <laughs> damn, like they hungry. <laughs> I know. And one thing that did kind of bother me was the fact that, you know, they see that they have like these nine guests and they're all demanding drinks or whatever. And the China, they have to like hand wash it because they can't go in the freaking dishwasher. I was like, oh geez. And the fact that like the deck crew, they don't really have to do that much when they're like sailing. They just sit there. And I'm just like, wow, the fact that like they're just sitting there and not even like helping. Yeah, like, attempting, being like, oh, did you guys need any help? Like, not even to have, like, the foresight to know that, like, there's nine people here, and they're probably all demanding drinks at the same time. Like, maybe the interior needs some help. Like, I don't know. That's just me. The thing that I've noticed about Gary so far in the four episodes that we've seen in this season is that he seems like a very self-serving person, like, straight off the bat, yeah. and he doesn't even try to hide it. He seems like he is just in it for his own good time that's and true he's in it to keep his own resources and the the best thing in this situation would have been for him to go up to daisy um and been like you know what like i see that there, there's this very demanding there's a lot of guests like if my people can do anything like you should definitely like and i think that's what daisy was probably like pissed about yeah she not really wanted like that. Everyone, not just like gary's people sitting around but like gary should have taken the initiative to yeah actually, like, totally 
do something. So I do agree with Daisy when she was just like, I don't know if it's just me just like feeling bad, but these people were a handful. And I mean, the the guests did want um, Jean-Luc to help out. Daddy long legs, I'll call oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He looks so uncomfortable. I feel like he was like, I don't know. I kind of got like homophobic so... vibes from him though. From John Luke? Yeah. Because he was just like so uncomfortable. And I'm just like, dude. Well, okay. Just make conversation with them. I don't. Okay. I don't really like disagree with the way that Jean Luc acted because I personally was just like, number one, Jean Luc is not even like a part of like, you know, um, the, the the stewardesses so like he's not like trained obviously to like make those conversations with people he, he just isn't mm-hmm. like he's just i mean yes like you will interact with guests and stuff like that but your main job is to like you know like only like give them instructions for like what to do for like water toys or things like that and to be helping out in that area so i i don't disagree with the way that he reacted and also like the main charter guest was really like he kind of made it uncomfortable and this is the thing that like i don't like Mm -hmm. about like um when gay people do this Mm, to other people when they like really like put themselves out there to like give them that like perception that like all gay people are like that that's that they're gonna like that they're gonna thirst after like any straight man who's like tall or just any straight man in general and i think that like it's like, dude, like to the main charter guys, like you are here with your boyfriend who you apparently want to propose to during this trip. On top of that, with your kids, on top of that, with your ex-husband, with his new fiance, and you're going to full on flirt with this staff member on this boat right in front of all of us. Not in front of my salad. oh my god i yeah that's really true yeah you know so i didn't blame jean-luc for that like i felt i feel like even like for me if i was in jean-luc's shoes too like i would feel really uncomfortable too i'd be like "Mm, okay like sure like you're just gonna thirst after me right in front of everybody and you know so i get that point but i'm glad jean-luc still helped out yeah and Something that did bother me about Gary was when Daisy did go up to the deck and was just like, you know, we're kind of like overwhelmed. Um, Gary, can like you get somebody from your team to help? And he hesitated and he was just like, uh, and then Captain Glenn was just like, yeah, we can definitely get somebody to help. That point I was just like, Gary, you just know Gary didn't want to help her. Yeah, and I and I do think that like already there's been some scenes and times where um, Captain has stepped in to kind of save Gary's ass. Like yeah. number one, like last week when we saw when Gary and Sydney had sex in that room yep. and they kind of, you know, fucked it up and they didn't admit to it. And then Daisy was yelling at everybody and Daisy was just like, you know, if you guys aren't going to take fuck care of her, I thought, yeah, fuck your department. And then that's when the, the captain had to intervene and be like, oh, okay, you guys, let's not, let's not get there. And then the same thing happened again this time. Like Gary didn't say shit. He just stood there. Well, just was just sitting there and just like yeah. staring at her. And then the captain had to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely get somebody out there. I'm just like, the captain is really doing the absolute most for Gary. I know he really is. Can we discuss um, this whole situation with Natasha, the chef, and um, the guests with this whole um, dinner situation? First of all, I just want to point out also, family style is not the same as a buffet. It's not. Yeah. So let's get that clear. Barry, who's a charter guest, the the main charter. Uh Um, 
And it's just like, you can't come into this boat and like, all already, you know that your, your family is over capacity. Like, you know that the staff is not usually dealing with this many people. So on top of that, to like create like all these like demands, it's just like, come on, like, you know what you're getting into. Like, come on, don't be rude. I know. And like, does this charter guest truly not have the foresight to be like, there are nine people that she needs to serve and she's only one chef on a tiny ass kitchen. And like, what is, that was just so entitled. And while I understand his, um, I don't know, particularities with serving dinner at the time for eating dinner. I'm just like, well, don't order like six varieties of the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. I also I also do think a part of it was um, Natasha's fault when, you know, he was saying like, yeah, like I want a plated dinner like served. And she was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm a Michelin star chef. And I was just like, no, homegirl, this is the time that you should have said, um, sir, no, I fucking have one tiny ass kitchen, can't cook half the time because the boat is tipped over and it's not safe for us to cook. So you gonna get what you gonna get, okay? I was not here to ask you what format you wanted. I was here to ask what food you wanted. You're gonna get it in the way that I serve it. So I think obviously like, you know, when you have guests, you, you need to appease to them as much as possible. But I do think that you also need to be realistic to your guests so that they you know, you don't set them up for, for, you know, a bad situation. Very true. Very true. And then like later on, Daisy comes to get everyone's orders and I'm just, and everyone, people, some people are just like, I want cheesy mash. And some people are just like, I want garlic mash and I want medium rare. And I'm just like, well, damn, now you guys are just adding even more onto fucking the chef's plate. Like, I know. So rude. I, I don't understand if Daisy told them that, garlic mash was available, regular mash. Yeah, I, all think, these I think she were... might have said that. I think that's oh a part of the show that maybe we missed to make it seem like um, like these guests were a little bit more demanding than they were, but it was... I, I just did not understand. Yeah, the only part like I understood was the fact that, you know, they wanted their meats at different donenesses because, like, that's a thing that happens at restaurants. Um... <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, she should have. Um, I mean, there's certain things that like I do think that she maybe could have done a little bit differently to make her her time go by like a little bit better. Like maybe mm. she could have like plated the mashed potatoes and then put them in the oven, maybe, so that like um the minute the mm. meats were done at the temperature, she could just take it out, put it, go, take it, put it, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then again, like obviously I'm not a chef, so I don't know her situation. And at the same time, right. like she has the tiniest kitchen of life, so you can't really blame her for that. But at the same time, when she was asking, like, oh, my God, there's, like, six different temperatures for these meats. How am I going to get these done at the same time? I'm like, aren't you a Michelin star chef? Shouldn't you know? I mean, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, she is, but, like, you know, and the restaurants that she's probably worked at, it's like, you know, you have help and you have the time to be able (laughs) to do these things because, you know, like, that's your expectation, you know, to make amazing food. So you have all the time that you possibly need, but, uh, or the people, but yeah, it was a little extreme. I, I didn't, and I didn't feel bad for the, the primary. I was just like, you deserve to get your food last after like getting your whole family to make like requests like this. 
I know, but then when he was just like telling Danny, like, this is unacceptable. We cannot eat like this. I was like, oh, Jesus. I would be like, okay, yeah, sir. And that's why we suggested to you family style. Because <laughs> then you wouldn't be able to eat together. So you got to pick and choose. Either you want to be plated, um, served individually, which will come out at different times, or you will get family style, which you can get yourself, but will come out at the same time. Literally. I feel like yeah. she should have tried, like Natasha or even Daisy should have tried harder to push the family style, especially on things that could have been family style, like the mashed potatoes and like the green beans or whatever. Like those could have been their own That's plates true. or whatever. And, you know, you could have had the meats on each plate and people can figure out which freaking mash they want. Yeah, I do agree. I also do think that had even like, uh, you know, even if all the food, like, I, I don't know, steak, I've never made steak. But again, like, I think that Natasha could have done something to like, make it a little bit more like, all gone at the same time, like maybe like, oh, yeah, you know, covers on stuff or whatever. But again, like, you, you live and you learn. And um, I hate these charter guests, but I'm excited to see what they do next. Same. I mean, on the one hand, I hate seeing these like super demanding picky guests but on the other hand i love to see it you know just seeing rich people act so chaotic and letting the world just drag them yeah i agree with you i'm really warming up to this uh set of people on um this season so i really like it i do think that this season compared to other seasons is more, much more of like a definitely more wild because the a, a lot of these people you know are crazy and do fun stuff um so i I, i'm not watching this season with my family i usually watch below decks with my family (laughs) and i'm not uh which is working out good all right that's good well all right i think that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening to us make sure you guys follow us on instagram and twitter leave a review if you would like and we will see you guys next week bye everyone Bye, guys.